In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. Thank you, Paul, for inviting me to the show. I'm, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, relating and some of the memories and, and just the, the great things of being a Browns fan. Excellent. Greg, whereabouts are you from, mate? Originally from Los Angeles, and then relocated to Northern Cal when I was in high school, and that's where I live now. And I became a Browns fan when I was seven years old. My dad grew up in Cleveland for a little bit when he was little, so we kind of passed it along. And uh, I bought a pennant when I was a kid at L.A. Coliseum at a Rams game. And I just stuck with the Browns ever since, 1970. And uh, it's just kind of a weird connection, but I've been to Cleveland a few times and really enjoy the vibe there. Excellent, Greg. Thank you very much for the intro. Bob Haskinski, did I say that correct, Bob? Uh, Haskinski. <laughs> and Bob, tell us, where in the world are you? Uh, I live in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, in, in a suburb called Twinsburg, about 20 minutes outside of downtown Cleveland. Um, I've been a Browns fan my whole life. I went to my first Browns game in 86 uh, with my dad. Uh, it, was the, it was a preseason game. It was the Browns versus Buffalo Bills. And I just remember that night, and uh, it was, you know, it's so much expectation for that season. I was only, you know, eight years old. And then, uh, I am, then my dad had season tickets, and I am going to six games with him that year, including the uh, – you know, uh, the Jets double overtime game, the uh, the Broncos game. Uh, there was a Monday night football game against the Dolphins that year. It was, uh, yeah, that's that's when I fell in love with the Browns. Excellent. And Bob, if I'm correct, you're from a place where everyone are twins. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The, sub- the suburb is Twinsburg, Ohio. So the first weekend of August, twins from all around the world come to our town. And uh, it's a, uh, you know, we have parades and festivals and it's a, it's a huge event here. I can't say too much because it's a family show, but I want you to think it's one of my fantasies <laughs> and I'm coming out training camp. So I think I may come to your town around that time of the year because I may well, get lucky. Well, reach out to me and we'll, yeah, we'll definitely, yeah, you'll, you'll, you could do a show from here. It'll be fun. Uh, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's a family show, so I'm not going to say anything more. And last <laughs> and not least, Kevin, whereabouts in the world are you? I'm in uh, Moore, South Carolina. It's kind of a little town outside of Spartanburg in Greenville, South Carolina, kind of the upper state. Um, originally from Toledo, Ohio. Um, grew up uh, loving the Browns. Uh, basically, they're on the TV. So um, you either had Detroit Lions or the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I just fell in love with them. I loved, uh, you know, from the Brian Sype era. Um, and on through. So that, uh, that's kind of where I got my start, loving the Browns. Um, and uh, I, you know, when they left, I, I tried to get onto another team, um, just could not uh, passionately uh, do that. Um, and when they came back, I just, uh, it, it's a love affair. Well, Kevin, don't say too much now because we're going to come back to that later. I'm really keen to know what the other team was. 
And I'm not angry with you for leaving the Browns, but we can just we can do some counselling later on why you left and why you came back. Excellent. Well, let, let's look at the headlines in the 90s. Um, in 1990, we finished fourth. 1991, we finished third. 1992, third. Yeah, 1993, third. 1994 seemed a good year. We finished second. We won the um, playoffs against the uh, Patriots. 2017, but then we lost the divisional playoffs against the Steelers. 929, that's a bit of a rubbish score. 1995, we came fourth, and then obviously we knew what happened. Uh, 1996, 97, 98, and 99, we came back and we finished sixth. So, starting with you, Greg, in that era, yeah. who was your favorite um player in them days? Uh, it's a good one. You know, I had so many, um, you know, I had to say Clay Matthews. I saw him play as a USC Trojan down in Los Angeles when I was down there. And so I always, I was, uh, was a big fan of his. Um, and he, he was with the, with the Browns for, you know, a good, a good 15 years. Um, so I have to say in the nineties, he still was one of my, probably my favorite player. And the guy should be in the hall of fame, by the way. Yeah. That's my next question. Why is he not hall of fame? Do you think Greg? I have no, I haven't, I haven't the faintest. I mean, the guy was as big as impact uh, outside linebacker and he could play inside and he was, he was real versatile, a great athlete. You can see from his family history, the athleticism. And uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe because the team left. I don't know. It, it's, it's very, very uh, controversial. But um, if you can educate me, Bob or Kevin, um, why, what are these controversial things? Why do we think he's not got Hall of Fame? I don't have a, I don't have a clue. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they, they throw out these stats and they're, they're saying he's, he was average at best. And like you said, if you, if you saw him, if you had the eye test, he was the most dominant defensive player on the field. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. It's, um, you know, the, the, all the, all these hall of fame, you know, baseball and football, it's all, none of it makes sense. Okay. And Bob, yeah. what was uh, your favorite player in that era? Uh, I have to go Eric Metcalf. Um, he was dynamic. He was fun. You know, I was there, uh, you know, in the dog pound when he returned two kickoffs, two punts for touchdowns. Um, and he, I mean, he, I, he, when he returned the second one, I was like, I, I, I almost, I was almost re close enough to reach out and touch him. Um, it was, uh, it's, I mean, he was, he, he changed the game around. I mean, every time he stepped on the field, I mean, any, any time he can just take it to the, take it to the house. Um, by far my favorite player in the 90s. Yeah, Eric's been on the show before. I've been out for drinks with him. He's an absolute legend, top guy. And <laughs> uh, I, he was going to be our surprise guest, actually, on this show, but he had to... Uh, <laughs> well, we, he was busy this weekend, but we, we, we're, we're going to try and get him back on very soon again. And uh, Kevin, who's your uh, favorite player in that era? Well, still kind of starting early on, Bernie Kosar was my... Uh, you know, childhood love affair, um, just, uh, you know, uh, but then Eric Metcalf and, and, uh, Keenan McCardo, uh, was one of my favorites as well. Um, and then Eric Turner, um, he was, I mean, incredible as a safety, uh, during that time. Okay. Excellent. And, uh, Greg in that period, yes. um, why do you think we didn't do so well? Or, or maybe can you sum up, like, the, the period before the move? What was going on in the early 90s with the Browns? Well, um, I think um, 
I, like I said, in the last 20 years with the team now, I think poor leadership. I think – I'm not sure what uh, what Mordell was doing, but I, he, he got the team into a tremendous amount of debt uh, with some signings. I remember when they signed uh, Bad Moon Rising and for a big contract and things like that nature. And, and I think there was some uh, – there wasn't a lot of stability coaching-wise after uh, Marty left. And so uh, I think when they finally got Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick had a – had a, had a plan and everything, but he didn't, you know, he just didn't mesh well with the, with the media, or the fans. He was, he was just, he just, just wasn't a real good people person. And then, the, you know, with the time when he, when he, when he uh, let Bernie go 93, that was just ridiculous. Um, I think that could have been handled way differently. And, you know, I was happy for Bernie. We went over to Dallas and got a Super Bowl ring. I, I mean, I was, I was happy for Bernie. I wasn't happy for Dallas win, but I think it was just kind of this, this instability. And, and I, I think it came from the top. I think, Modell knew he was in trouble and, and he had this ulterior motive and, and, you know, he had some agendas that, that he, he kept under the, you know, close to the chest until 95, which was devastating. And I think that probably played a lot into it. Yeah. We obviously uh, see Bill Belichick now with the Pats. He's hopeless in uh, press conferences, but maybe that's, a, <laughs> maybe that's one of his successes is that he just doesn't say very much. And yeah. uh, if I was a Pats fan, there's no way I'd even be any interest in listening to any press conferences because he just doesn't give anything away. Very lack of emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Bob, what's your views on uh, Bill Belichick? Uh, well, it, it, that 93 team was good enough to, to win the, to make it to the playoffs and, you know, make a deep and uh, make a deep playoff run. I mean, you know, up until Bernie got cut, I mean, it was a good team. It was a solid team that we were five and two. You know, then we lose to the Broncos, um, you know, and that's when, uh, you know, Bernie drew some plays up in the dirt and, and, and you know, and converted them into, into touchdowns because he didn't like the play calls, and that's when he got let go. But, I mean, up, in, up until that point, it was a, that was a really good team. I mean, we, we beat the Niners on national TV on Monday Night Football. You know, we beat the Steelers, you know, in that, in that, that Sunday night game, you know, when Metcalf returned two TDs. That was a really solid team. Bernie Kosar was playing great, and then, yeah, like uh, like Greg said, like Modell and Belichick, they just they they single handedly unraveled that team with that with, with the cutting of Bernie. You keep Bernie on that team, I'm telling you, we go ten to six, eleven to five, and we make a deep playoff run. It was a good team. Excellent, and uh, yeah, Kevin, um, do you remember a lot about the '94 uh, at all? Uh, sure. Um, I remember our defense was very stout. Um, I think it gave up the fewest points allowed in the NFL at that point. Um, you know, we drove all the way to the playoffs um, and uh, beat New England. You know, it was the first playoff win in, in quite some time. Um, and then, of course, we lost the following week to, to the Steelers. Um, I, I just remember our defense was being so dominant each week. Um, and I think that was kind of the – you know, a little bit of the downfall um, is our offense was just never able to keep up. Um, even though that, um, uh, you know, Testa Verde um, came in and, and I thought he'd, for me anyways, uh, there's a lot of emotion uh, with this. So I'm apologizing if I'm kind of getting off track. Because um, when Ver Vinny came in, uh, I think he was, incredibly uh, successful um, and our offense actually uh, pepped up during that 94 season 
Um, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the Steelers, as they always do, um, uh, put us back uh, uh, down into the dumps. So, yeah. Okay. I've seen the YouTube videos of 95. Um, I've seen quite a lot of, uh, yeah, the, the end of the, uh, before the move. Greg, how was yes. it? How was it for you in that last season? And um, if you can educate me, when did we first find out we knew we were going to leave? Well, um, a, actually, a buddy of mine, uh, I was picking up my kids in uh, grade school when my kids were little uh, in a parking lot, and he told me that the Browns were moving. I thought he was punking me. And then I think around, was it around, was it uh, Veterans Day? In 95 is when they, they had the, the announcement. Um, I think it was, uh, was it Chris Berman or somebody on uh, ESPN announced it. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I thought, you got to be kidding me. Was there any rumors like earlier in the season or was it just totally I, out of the blue? There was, you know what? It, it didn't happen until like, I mean, I remember the team was like five and two or they had a pretty good start. And, and then, and then you start hearing some things, financial problems. And then, and then they were battling over a stadium, a uh, new stadium thing. And then the mayor, can't remember the name of the mayor, but the mayor and, and, and uh, Art Modell were in a pissing match. And they, they could have worked it out, I think. It was silly. But the, but the thing is, is Mark, Modell got himself serious debt, I guess. And uh, anyhow, I, when I heard about it, I was just, I was like, I took, it took the wind out of me. You know, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. This team is the, is the, is the cornerstone of the NFL uh, or, or football in, in America. And, how could they be moving in Baltimore for all places, you know? Yeah. And Bob, uh, in Cleveland, were you in Cleveland at the time? Yeah. So yeah, I was a season ticket holder that year. <laughs> that was my first time being an adult, like uh, an adult season ticket holder. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, tell us, um, how much was the season ticket in them days? Uh, 250 for the dog pound, $250, uh, $25 a game for, uh, for 10 games. Okay, great. And, um, yeah, so when you started hearing these rumors, like, what was the dog pound like uh, when, when the rumors started coming out? Were you booing certain people or were you just in shock? Yeah, tell us what the dog pound was like when we first found out. I just remember when the news came out, it was, you know, it was, you know, utter shock. I just remember the first game after the news came out, the, the, the stadium was empty of any ads. All the, all the advertisers pulled their ads. So it was just it was just weird. I mean, the, the scoreboards and all the signage that was up was completely gone. It was it was it was, it was very eerie. Um, you know, why did, it, why did they do that, Bob? Why did they pull out just all the sponsors? Because they, yeah, yeah, they didn't want they yeah their Browns were moving, so the sponsors didn't want their name associated with the Browns anymore. Um, and so, and I just remember, you know, that, that last game, uh, the, against the Bengals, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was three rows from the three rows from the field and people were, people had brought saws and they're cutting, uh, the, the bleachers because the, the dog pound was this wooden bleachers where they were cutting out their seats and taking them home. People were going home and coming back with, with, with tool, with toolboxes and they're taking, and they're undoing all the seats. And, you know, and it, people were going in the bathroom and stealing and, and behind the, uh, concession stands and stealing napkin, uh, holders and i mean everything urinals toilet seats i mean people <laughs> I mean, and the police were letting them i mean we're, i remember i went we went back at 7 30 at night and we people were just in there just un, undoing everything it was it, i've never seen it was the most surreal experience you could ever imagine excellent and uh, yeah kevin where were you when you found out the news 
I was attending classes uh, at the University of Toledo. I was actually in my car in between classes. Um, and I remember just listening to local radio stations in disbelief. Um, I thought for sure, you know, the city was going to find a way to work it out with Art Modell to keep them there. But obviously that, that didn't happen. So obviously I was quite devastated. Um, I was very angry, uh, just like the rest of us. All right. And, and, and let's go to it now, Greg. It's the end yeah. of the season. The new season starts. Be brutal. Like, what was your view when you saw Ravens play? Did you have a second team? Because the Cleveland may never have had a team coming back. We didn't know what was going to happen in the future. So, yeah, what was it like for you then, Greg? Well, you know what? I, I, I tried to be a Niners fan. Um, and, I, you know, I, I – you know, um, you know, watch the games. It just wasn't the same. I couldn't get into another team. I mean, I didn't think the Browns were ever going to come back. I thought, you got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. And by all means, I, I, I uh, despise the Ravens and the Steelers and the Bengals. So, you know, they can all go to, go to hell for all I care. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I'm pretty intense. You know, I, I probably get a little too emotional. My, my sons will attest to that. But, um, you know what? No, I, I just like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to, I was rooting for the Indians in the, in the world series in 97. I thought maybe that would make things a little better. And I was a giants fan too, but I don't know, man. I, that was, that was, a, that was a dull, that was a, that was a bleak uh, four years. Uh, Bob, what did you do when, uh, when the club moved? Well, um, you know, the Indians helped, uh, they, you know, they were so dominant, so good. So the Indians making the playoffs and, you know, going deep and making deep runs in the playoffs helped. But I, I remember in 90, it was in 96, 97, the Buffalo had a Browns day in Buffalo. So they invited yeah, Browns fans to go that. up, and, and I was there. And I, I, there's pictures of me in the newspaper. I'm in the front row sitting next to Big Dog and his wife. And so, you know, I got to experience that. So that was – I kind of – so I kind of – I didn't really – I wasn't a big fan. I can never, you know, replace the Browns. But I was kind of rooting for them, hoping they would do well. Um, you know, because of that, it was, you know, the fans were really gracious and, you know, and very nice to us. And uh, so that was a fun – that was a fun experience. But, I mean, really, the Indians really kind of helped us out. I mean, those playoff runs, you know, that took us into the end of October, you know, and then, you know, so, that, you, know, the, the, you know, the Indians were a big factor in really just forgetting about those three years. And, Bob, how many games did you go to the Buffaloes, for example? It was, they just had one, one year. They, just only, they only did it one time. It was, a, it was a Browns Day in Buffalo. And they, they, I think they had about 1,000 fans that came up. They had a you know, bus trip up there. And it was great. I mean, it was, I never, you know, I got to see the stadium and hang out with everyone. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, wolfing and barking. And, uh, you know, we wore our brown stuff. It was cool. It was, uh, it was yeah, but I, I got the, I got the, my, mom, my dad has the uh, articles uh, uh, in a, in a um, you know, picture frame. All right, cool. Yeah, that's Mate. a class move. Yeah, Bob, I'd like to see that. If, if you can take a picture and put it online, that'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, def definitely. And, uh, yeah, uh, Kevin, talk us through. You started supporting another team. Well, yeah, so at that time, uh, you know, you had the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers that came about. And so I figured, well, I'll start fresh. And I, I kind of like the Carolina Panthers uniforms. Um so I, I started rooting, rooting for him, but honestly, I just could not emotionally get involved. I, I tried. I just could not get there. Um, the passion just was never uh, escalated to a point 
that I had when I was with the Browns. Well, like any film, we've got to finish on a good note. Greg, how did you feel? <laughs> or where were you when you found out the Browns were going to um, come back home? And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts around that? Well, I was, um, you know, I, I, I felt, but quite honestly, um, a little mixed. I was kind of happy, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it'll be the same. And I, I always, I always thought that the, the, the Browns of the last 20 years until uh, Dorsey stepped in were a money laundering operation. So, okay. um, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I really <laughs> didn't think that team was uh, worth, uh, you know, hardly anything. I, I just felt like it was just thrown together and then you know, had people that didn't really know what they're doing. And then and Alfred Lerner seemed like a guy that was, that had a good intentions, but then he passed away. So I don't know. It was, it was really hard. I mean, these last 20 years have been brutal. And then last year was, was fantastic. So hope yeah. for the best for next year. And uh, yeah, Bob, what was, where were you and what were your thoughts? For next year? Uh, I, um, we're going to go 10 and 6, 11 and 5. I think, uh, I agree. man, the, yeah. this, the Baker, I, I, I have a huge man crush on Baker Mayfield. I love this kid. He is, I mean, what he did in that fundraiser, yeah, I'm sure you heard about it, Paul, where he, st- you know, he stepped up at a, uh, it was for a, a Providence House, and it, it wasn't even scripted. It wasn't even in the, in the agenda. He stepped up and raised, you know, two dinners for, uh, for, for 20 fans. He raised like $64,000 on his own. That was not even part of the, uh, you know, the, the equation. And, um, I mean, he gets it. He gets the fans, and uh, he's going to lead us, man. He, this this team man with Kyrie Hunt and I mean and, I mean if we can if we, if we can trade for uh, uh Beckham man oh my god this team could be so good next year and with the with the central with the uh, the north so the AFC North is falling you know Pittsburgh they're on their way down Baltimore Lamar Jackson is overrated he's not going to be any good um, and the Bengals are I, I don't even know who their head coach is. Um, yeah, th- this some, is our time to shine. Kid from, uh, some kid from the Rams. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and the Bengals not, and he's, are the new Browns. And he's not putting a good uh, infrastructure around him. So, it's not like Freddie Kitchen. He's bringing good people in. He's bringing more kids around him. So, we're fine. And uh, I'm going to finish up with you, Kevin. Is What was your emotions like when we got the Browns back? Oh, obviously, I was elated. Um, I actually got to go to the uh, Hall of Fame game um, against Dallas. Uh, so, that was their first um time on the field uh playing against another team and uh i remember getting bernie kozar's uh, autograph and and us winning that game um and how elated people were in the stands uh and how incredible the scene was um you know i was just i i, I knew that they weren't going to be good for a while but um i wasn't expecting 20 years uh, so this upcoming year, you know, this last year gave us definitely a glimpse of hope. Uh, we finally have that quarterback that we've been uh, starved for for the last 20 years. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield could be that um, uh, galvanizing uh, factor to bring all Browns fans back and, and being able to wear our gear outside the house um, <laughs> and uh, lead us to the promised land finally. Uh, Can I, so, you know, my expectations next year is probably like 10 and 6, so 9 and 7, kind of like yours, Paul. Yeah. Um, I don't know about some of the 11 and 5. But. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 9 and uh, 6. But, guys, we've gone well over 20 minutes. Jack's going to give me a uh, 
bollocking when he gets this to edit it. I just want to say, guys, thank you so much for your time this evening. And um, I just want to say a little sneak preview is that um, there's got some big guests on this week. If you're liking the show, please keep on subscribing. And yeah, guys, thank you very much for all the retweeting support, especially with uh, my friend, uh, um, Mr. Dixon with his cancer. That's been amazing. So thanks a lot, guys. And Greg, Kevin, Bill, thank uh, Bob. Thanks a lot for your time. All right. Thank awesome. You. Sounds good. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Love you. No, thanks very much, guys. God bless.